Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank Jamie, uh, I sat down and I had a thought to myself What's holding us back from being the next Joe Rogans? All right, just two Joe Rogans, you know? Like, there's only one in the world. Well, there were three, and we had two-thirds of them, all right? And then I realized this podcast isn't crazy enough. That's right. So, Jamie, I know I'm in Vancouver right now. Don't worry. I'm going to fly out there. We're going to do it live. What? No. We're going to do something that no podcast host has ever done before. Record in the same room as the person. So, one second. I'm just going to just put in the edits right here. And then I'm going to come to London, okay? Oh, what? what? You're here! How did that <laughs> Money, Jamie. I'm crazy. you got to spend money to make Joe Rogans. Uh, to be fair, having to record the first 30 seconds of the episode and then pause for a transatlantic flight, a little bit inconvenient, got to be honest. But, uh, yeah... Uh, I've forgotten how I've been, the, the you being here has completely thrown me off I forgot what I do now I think I say hello and welcome to Blank Spank Season 2 The Hathaway Slashaway the show where we're chronology reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb I'm Jamie Lockson with me once again for the first time since we recorded our mini-sodes way before even we knew what a pandemic was uh, is my co-host Al Gillespie say hello Al uh, Jamie from now on I am only to be referred as Joe Rogan 2 okay. you are now Joe Rogan 3 do it again Wait, we'll run it again Joe, well, I was about to say it's Joe Rogan 1 but it's Joe Rogan <laughs> again with me as always is my co-host uh, Joe Rogan 2.0 no I don't like it you were right the first time I'm going to stick with my own name don't okay worry. Uh, hey Al, <laughs> this feels, how we did this beforehand, we recorded in person beforehand and yeah. having now done it online for two years, I don't know how we ever recorded it in person because it's a deeply strange experience <laughs> because you're here. I don't feel like I'm recording a podcast and I neither know whether I'm talking to you or recording a podcast. When it's online, I feel like I, I have a separation. It feels more like I'm recording a podcast. No. Here, I'm like, oh, it's, I, nothing feels right. I, too, prefer the Brechtian method of podcast recording, where you have that level of removal that makes you think about it intellectually, but now we're back into naturalistic podcast recording, yeah. and I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely can't believe that we... I'm have, So, at this point, have we done it for longer on Zoom than we did it pre-Zoom? Yes, I believe so. It's been two years on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... so yeah, this is this is now the anomaly. This yes. is now the the weird experience. That is true. Uh, should I affect some kind of alienation device? Would that help you? Yes. I, I mean, maybe if I just close my eyes. <laughs> you try closing your eyes. I'm going to cover my head with my jacket, <laughs> <laughs> like so. I now look a little bit like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah, yes, and... of course. Uh, as as we know, doing visual base fits for our podcast. There we go. Now now I'm back into it. Now I know we're doing a podcast because we're doing visually based bits. Um, Al, what are we what are we doing here today? You 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 haven't just flown over uh, just to record the podcast, but let's pretend you have. <laughs> you're doing absolutely nothing. I'll be back on a flight after this. Um, so so why are you here? 
Jamie, uh, we need some money for backing, okay? Like, it's really unfortunate, but this podcast is just burning through cash every year. Yeah. That's right. So, look, Masai, the head of SoftBank, he's in London. Uh, so, I'm at a conference. So, do you want to come to that conference with me? It's going to be a great time. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, what makes it a soft bank? What uh, would make a hard bank? <laughs> sometimes when a young boy gets very excited... <laughs> When a young bank sees, yeah. sees a particularly sexy investment opportunity, uh, uh, it goes from a soft bank to a hard bank. Of course. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's a soft bank because uh, a hard bank would be one with money rather than one with uh, feelings. You know, it's... Yeah. it's, it's Are you saying it's a soft boy? Is it I, a little, little pansy? I have to assume it's soft bank because it's software bank. So it's got to be investing in software. That's my final offer. Oh, that's your final I was going to say, does not make sense considering the only thing I am aware of them investing in is WeWork. But where is he when you find when he finds Adam, which we'll find out later, he is at a tech conference. He's notoriously he invests in tech. Alibaba, tech company. Don't know, Uber, also kind of a tech company. What, what kind of a is Alibaba? Ali- I've heard of Alibaba. Sure, Alibaba is a very big uh, Chinese marketplace. Think uh, something like Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, for instance. Alibaba also own uh, a lot of other kind of companies and products in China. I believe uh, WeChat, uh, the ah. very popular yeah, yeah. Uh, Chinese uh, chatting service, is an Alibaba product. I think I think Alibaba might be the richest company in the world, or if not, was for a while. I'm as close. It's definitely well, the biggest. I, I, unfortunately, I have a machine right here which can find that out. Richest company in the world. Apple. Apple. 2.1. And then uh, Saudi Aramco. No clue what that is. I think I'm going to assume just... it's just the Saudi uh, royal family. Yep. Uh, you then have, you know, Microsoft, Alphabet. Alphabet. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing Alibaba no, here. Well, it is, but it's actually below Tencent, which is interesting. It's below so Tencent, it's, yeah. It's... No, not, you know what? But Alibaba not even got a trill. Not even got a cool... Uh, they're just over half a trill. You know, you know... $615 billion is cool. You know what's really cool? $2.1 trillion, apparently. Um, I'm surprised that Amazon is as low down as it is, by which I mean it's like the fourth biggest. Yeah, this graph is both great. Uh, this is on visualist cap- uh, sorry, visualcapitalist.com. Uh, <laughs> I really hate my non-visual capitalists. You know, uh, when I'm uh, in a sex dungeon, I like to yeah. have myself referred to as the visual capitalist, uh, just as like my persona there. I find it uh, weird that there are multiple companies on here um, whose job it is to be money, mm-hmm. like Visa and Citibank, and they're really small. But that doesn't make sense to me they are the money <laughs> but they don't make the money that's the, you gotta go one step further become the, the treasury of a country then you have all the money yeah i enjoy that um this graph uh, obviously again visual based bits uh, mm. this graph is separated by um geographical regions obviously there's loads in the u.s there's few in china um but this does make it seem like uh, the country of australia is just one small company um, that is a quarter the size of apple uh, oh, but apparently yeah. no it's just bhp what are the uk companies that are on here uh is that? That's not Ann Summers, no. Um, Unilever. Um, Unilever, and then Ann something. Sorry, it's Annapurna, Unilever, and... Linda? Can you zoom in? Just go... Can I zoom, zoom in? in? Zoom enhance. Zoom enhance. Zoom enhance. No, I cannot. Is the... Oh, wait, yes, I can. But now I can't. Scroll. Now I need to scroll. scroll. Visual base bits for the podcast. Uh, it's Lind. Lind. Oh, it's AstraZeneca. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um... Uh, Lind. What's Lind do? Uh, they make the chocolates. Oh, is it? No, they... 
Linda's in. I refuse to believe that Linda's in Lindor is the second largest company in the UK. Um, Lind uh, is a global multinational chemical company founded in Germany, uh, but apparently headquartered in the UK. Don't know if we can take credit for that one, to be honest. Uh, I've got to say, we're, we're, we're doing poor here. Uh, considering uh, the largest, as we scroll down, the largest uh, company in Denmark is larger than any of the companies in the UK. And you know what? I don't want to disparage Denmark, but fuck that. That's uh, bullshit. I'm pretty sure that's a cow company, Jamie. The logo is just a cow. So, so I, I'm sorry. To be but... fair, you know what? If you own all the cows, that probably does that probably does get you a decent chunk of change. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is bullshit, UK. Uh, I'm not saying that I support capitalism, but we're doing bad at it. And uh, famously, it's one of the things we're supposed oh, to be good oh, at. What is... oh, the, well, yeah, no, the Royal Bank of Canada is the only one you guys have again the money so that mm, you know i made the joke about australia but no that literally is just the country of canada the country I, of canada is smaller here's my question royal bank of canada obviously uh banking canada sure sure uh I, i'm surprised there's no british banks on there there's no barclays there's no i mean barclays i guess it isn't as big as it used to be but rbs well let's find out it Bar- used to be barclays net worth because apparently you need to be around about 150 35 billion to be making it onto the list this list uh no uh well Oops. it does say that um total their total assets. assets is 1.3 trillion but maybe who knows maybe this is only equity and their equity is 70 billion which jamie i like that we're saying a lot of words which neither of us know no 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 i've i've uh, leaned us into uh discussing um a whole a whole area of just general life yeah, that yeah. i understand very little i don't have a pension i like <laughs> <laughs> A couple days ago, Jamie was going like, yeah, well, I've made it in life, right? It's all good. And then today, he doesn't have a pension. All right, Jamie, you need to invest in your future, okay? Look, not to get too deep into it, but being (laughs) self-employed, it feels very pointless to have a pension. Like, all you you employed fuckers got the job. You put in some money and your company's like, hey, I'll put in free money. Then I just have to do it twice to match that? Bullshit. I'll just keep my money. Do you not have a state pension? I guess... I don't know if I do. If you've been paying national insurance, you have. Oh, uh, let's not talk about yes, I have been paying national insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm, uh, should I say that? No, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say that I definitely haven't committed tax fraud. I'm definitely going to say that. As a self-employed person, I'm going to say on the record, I definitely haven't committed tax fraud. Wink. Oh dear. Uh, Uh, Should we, should we start talking about the actual thing we're here to talk about? Yeah, Joker Rogan 3, that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) like i did earlier try to suggest why are you here and it was to, to lean you into oh. talking about the tv show and you did another bit i did another bit about the show though right you i was did, talking about the first episode setting you up for a bit where we transitioned across and instead we looked at the richest companies in the world <laughs> yeah for a solid five minutes and i was solidly wrong that alibaba is one of the richest yes. i think he's one of the richest in china although apparently not even the biggest uh, well i could just go back to that well, 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 it is it's um, 10 cents bigger but it's the second uh, yes it's the second largest company in china uh, China doesn't even have one. Why are we scared about China? Everyone's talking about China all the time. Yeah. I hear, I, you know, as Donald Trump would say, I hear lots of people talking about China. Um, and yet they don't even have a single company bigger than $1 trillion. What are they even doing? Rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Okay, come back to me when Tencent's bought Ubisoft, all right? Okay, if you're only going to stake in it, I don't give a shit. Um... We're, we're here to talk about WeWork. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. We're here to talk about We Crash. <laughs> um, people who listened uh, to our last episode, we know we will review the first three episodes of uh, We Crash. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it mm-hmm. um, so that you would know the story up until now. 
Uh, we're going to today review the next three episodes. Uh, episode four, episode five, and episode six. Yes, Al, you have your hand up. Can I give a little summary of the first three episodes just in case the person didn't? You should go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. I would give it, you know, five stars out of five. I mean, I don't know if I want to give our audience members uh, that, <laughs> that out. Well, I mean, look, very quickly, what happened? There was a guy called Adam. Adam's from Israel. Adam has a cool idea. Adam thinks... Played by Jared Leto. Jared Leto is not from Israel. We talked about it too much in the first episode. We're not going to talk about it today. No, not going to talk about it at all. (laughs) Other than I think Jamie likes his performance more this time. Yes, Um, I do. Uh, Yeah, no. I am going to talk about Jared Leto. (laughs) I'm not not just going to... No, no, no. If I can't talk about him not being from Israel, then I'm not going to talk about him at all. Like J.K. Uh, Rowling, we decided the way to take away Jared Leto's power is just not <laughs> to talk about Jared Leto in the thing he's a main character in. Anyway, uh, Adam has an idea. It's a super cool idea. Adam believes that work should be shared in an office where everyone just moves desks all the time. Uh, Adam gets some money for that. Adam starts WeWork. That's the story so far. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will say, I do actually want to talk about Jared Leto because we didn't talk about this in the first episode. And it's more relevant to the first three sure. episodes than these three. Um, it's wild that he's been cast as this character because in that first episode we get that whole uh, in that first episode we recorded in that third episode of the actual show uh, we get that whole thing of them having that retreat and then uh, blowing up him as this like cult-like figure mm-hmm. that everyone's like well Adam Newman he's the, he's the next big thing um, and it's wild that Jared Leto got cast as that character considering he actually did that he as uh, the front man for 30 Seconds to Mars had a like week-long festival in Croatia uh, for all of 30 Seconds of Mars fans, where he walked around in a white suit and wearing no shoes. And that's... I feel like we should just talk about that more in general, about Jared Leto. That he is... Uh, he thinks he's Jesus, clearly. He very clearly thinks he's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refuse to... I will I will never accept. We, we, we have to understand he knows what he's doing. Um, and uh, we cannot uh, let this man carry on getting away with the fact that he clearly thinks he's Jesus. And then he goes around and plays a character... Where the whole vibe is like, he thinks he's Jesus. Oh, now, Jamie, uh, two things. Uh, one, Adam Newman, Jesus, uh, sorry, uh, Jewish. I, I, I don't think he thinks he's bigger than Jesus. He thinks he's bigger than Moses, all right? So let's <laughs> take it a step further. Uh, two, of course, the actual people bigger than Jesus naturally being the Beatles. Uh, but what happened to the Beatles, Jamie? They still around? Uh, I believe half are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay. Are they still formed? Do they still play gigs? No, the the Beatles has an entity. No, they they, they okay. have uh, they have uh, been been shut down for quite a while. Interesting, interesting. But they 30, went into an administration. But Thirty Seconds to Mars, still around, right? Are they? Thirty Seconds to Mars are, I believe, uh, still in existence, which uh, I guess means that they win. Uh, um, I'm I'm. When did Thirty Seconds to Mars last release a song? A par- uh on October 5th, 2021, the band announced on Jared's social media that he would be featured in a song called Elenium. So no, 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 that does not count. The last time 30 seconds to Mars, uh, well, Jared Leto left the band in 2018. Uh, no, Malevich left the band in uh, 2018. Um, but they have not released any music in six years. At what point? Four years. 2018 time uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a question at sure. what point if, if they have not officially announced their their stopping which i guess they mm-hmm. technically haven't mm-hmm. um how long after someone not releasing music and their lead singer very clearly transitioning into a completely different career are we allowed to say that they no longer exist 
Uh, I don't know. I, I think until uh, one of them tragically dies or Yoko Ono shows up. And so far, no Yono. Okay, um, fair. So uh, I guess in that sense, what we can say is that 30 Seconds to Mars, uh, better than the Beatles because they're yeah. still playing, which means they are bigger than bigger than Jesus. So they are Jesus... Jesus squared. Jesus squared, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in that sense, you know, he doesn't think he's Jesus. So right, are we saying around. that... If, it, if they're Jesus squared, does yeah. that mean Jared Leto is the root of all Jesus? Yes, he is, he is the root of all Jesus. Uh, what I would say is if Jesus went around walking today, people would go, wow, you look a lot like Jared Leto. All right, that's what we've learned. Okay, so that that's a good question. Is anyone who just has a beard and grows long brown hair just obligated to act like they're Jesus? Oh, naturally. That is the, the, the full story, 100%. Uh, like it's like nominative determinism, but for for your follicles. Yes, <laughs> follicle determinism. <laughs> um, God, we've been talking bullshit for way too long. We should probably get it. Is there anything we do before we? Uh, uh, oh, we need to, of course, do our um, anagrams. Uh, no, anagrams comes at the end. I think. I think anagrams. We said we would wait until the final episode. Thank God. What we did. What we did say we would do though is our um, six degrees of Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. uh, where we need to connect this back to Tom Hanks through a different route than we previously did. Now, do I remember what that route was? No. Mm-hmm. Am I therefore likely to replicate it? Also, no. Yeah. So, uh, of course, this is where we connect uh, this project to our season one star using the game Six Degrees of Separation. With people who have started movies together, uh, making our way back to Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. So, Alexander, yeah. speaking slowly to give you some time. No, no, I, to... I, You've I, got yours? I think I'm. I okay. think I'm there. So, Jared Leto starred in The Suicide Squad alongside Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie stars in The Wolf of Wall Street alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, yep. who stars alongside Thomas Hardy in The Revenant. Tom Hardy. You were at Leo, dude. Fun? You were at Leo. You need to get yeah. to Tom Hanks. No, no, I know. So I go Leo. I go to Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. I go to... Uh, uh, Tom Hardy is in Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers temporarily on IMDb had Tom Hanks in a cameo. <laughs> sure. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, Tom Hardy... No. How do you have Tom Hardy to Tom Hanks? Crap. Bugger. Um, okay, well, um, I'm I'm gonna do it while yeah, you yeah, think. Yeah, you go, you go, you which go. is um, he was in Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie, who was in uh, Wolf of oh, Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, who was one. in Catch Me If You Can with Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. But I am almost certain, almost certain that would have been what we used last time. So, so you're at Tom Hardy. I'm at Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is in lots of movies. Uh, who else is in uh, Lock? The one where he's in the car by himself. Um, I don't know the car. <laughs> Um, you He's could, could you use, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in, um, uh, in Inception? Uh, uh, Tom Hardy's in Inception, right? Yes. Tom Hardy's in Inception. Uh, but actually Leonardo DiCaprio would just go to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in, um, oh, no, that doesn't work. Uh, Are you going to go back to Anne Hathaway? No, I was going to go, I was going to just get back to The Dark Knight, which wasn't useful. <laughs> so I was going to go to Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You alongside, uh... Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger is in The Dark Knight, but mm. Tom Hanks isn't in The Dark Knight. Uh, you know what, Tom Hanks needs to be in a superhero movie, okay? That helps us yeah, all Yeah, I know, yeah, he's, 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 not, um, he's not helping us out there. No, he's not. Uh, okay, need to not... How do I, how do I stay away from Karen Gillan? Um, uh, just, how do I get back to Karen Gillan from Tom Hardy? 
Tom Hardy is in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Uh, Peaky Blinders also stars uh, the blonde lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what's her No clue. She's no in clue. the Never Queen's seen. Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Oh, what? Uh, Anna Taylor and Taylor Joy. Yeah, she's in, in Peaky Blinders. Blinders. I believe so. Ah. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy stars in the Northman. The North. The past <laughs> six by now. Yeah, no, it's a lot the of Northman, degrees of separation. The Northman uh, stars uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman must have been in a film with Tom Hanks, right? I can't think of a one. Oh it? crap! Yeah, yeah, you're, you're really uh, doing uh, oh, Really not doing great. Here. Alexander Skarsgård stars along Stellan Skarsgård, who starred in Thor. Who started? No, who started? <laughs> Surely at some point. Stellan Skarsgård was in uh, Avengers, the first one. Uh, for Tom Hiddleston was in Avengers uh, Infinity War which also starred uh, Karen Gillan Karen Gillan was in the circle circle Star yeah. I would love to say that I think at some point we did say we can't do Star Wars or Marvel movies anymore but you know what no <laughs> uh, because I'm also going to have to now do this um, so uh, Jared Leto's in um, Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey yeah um and, and I don't know where I'm going from there, to be honest. Uh, uh, what should we call him? Matthew McConaughey? Wait, I can't go Wolf of Wall Street. We did that. No. Um, oh, oh, oh. But can you go through Succession? Could you go... I've never seen Succession. No, no, okay. But we can. We know Matthew McFadden's in Succession. So can we... I don't know who that Brian is. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. I don't know who that is. Oh, my you, God. I, no, I think you need to realise that um, I'm very bad at this game. No, no, no. Hear me okay. out. Okay. okay, well, no, okay. then you're just going to do it again. No, 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 no. Are, are you going to prompt me? Yeah, give give okay. me the hint. Okay, so uh, Matthew McConaughey... Yeah. Start, well, we don't even need... We need let's go back, all right? <laughs> so we go Anne Hathaway starts in what film involving Big Shark? Um, or a tuna? God, what was that terrible movie called? Um, the video game movie. Ah, uh, what is that movie called? It's the worst movie I've ever seen. No, nope, Serenity. Gonna... Serenity. Thank there you. There you go. In Serenity, stars Jason, James, Jeremy, Joey, Strong, Jeremy Strong, Jeremy Strong, who stars in. I don't know, dude. Succession. Um, succession. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Now, which brother of a very famous child star is in Succession? I don't know. <laughs> he was in Home Alone. Oh, oh, uh, Kevin McAllister. No, that's the character's name. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Macaulay. So Macaulay Culkin. So, uh, uh, Kieran Culkin is the brother, right? Correct. Kieran Culkin stars in that. In Succession. So, Kieran Culkin is in... Is in <laughs> Give me like a an Edgar Wright movie. Is he? Yes. Oh, there's only so Set many of them. Set in Toronto with <laughs> Michael Cera. Oh, um, uh, uh, um da, da, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Which also starred a Marvel actor. Brie Larson. Sure, it's going to say Chris Evans. <laughs> Either works. <laughs> Brie Larson it, is in... Avengers with uh, Avengers Endgame with yeah. Karen Gillan yeah, <laughs> in the circle with Tom Hanks. Sure, sure. My God, we're twenty-two minutes in. Um, okay, oh, so let's talk about let's talk about episode four, appropriately named four point four. Interesting. I wonder why that's the case. Okay, so uh, we open. Uh, we open on an advert for, for Pachinko, um, according to my uh, thing there. Adam, at this point, is uh, giving a talk uh, at one of the uh, major banks. I think it's Citibank. Uh, I'm not quite sure. And specifically, uh, as we've heard repeated in the first few episodes, we've seen that, uh, you know, the first few episodes, Adam kept getting the advice that it doesn't matter 
who you can see, it matters who can see you. Yeah. Uh, and in this sense, Adam has bought uh, a major office opposite one of the major banks. In... I think this is way earlier, dude. Um, oh, I no, was watching this... the, the. Yeah, you were watching, watching the. the yeah, you, you saw a clip from the flashback. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're, not, you're just not used sorry, to, to sorry. how I do it Let with me... the, the scanning through. How we actually it. open is uh, we are told that we lose, they're losing $1.2 million a day. Yes. Uh, but he is taking a photo shoot for the front cover of Bloomberg Business Week. Um, where he's shouting against the glass door and going, ah, and then it's, you know, the new Adam Newman. Um, you know, Jamie... But I've looked up. Yeah. He's not doing that on the cover. He's The actual Adam Newman is just standing there normally. <laughs> like, it's a really weird detail that just changed that they had him going, ah, on the cover. Because of course they wouldn't do that. This isn't a hit piece. They're like, this guy's great. Why would he be screaming? Um, but we are introduced to a new character uh, who we will uh, appropriately refer to as the British man yes. uh, for the rest of this, who is oh, an not... ad- advisor to the main investor, basically. Can we not refer to him by his defining feature, which, of course, is the fact that he has a one button undone? That's right. He's got the top couple buttons nicely popped off. So we see a little bit of chest here. It's very nice. All right. It tells you this guy, he's a man with swagger. All right. Okay, cool. You can call him top button man. I'm going to call him British man. Okay. Um, and he's basically going to the main investor, um... For WeWork, who's been like there since the beginning, uh, and being like, "Yo, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> They're losing so much money." And he's and the main investor guy is like, ah, "It's fine. They'll just they'll work it out." Yeah. Uh, and as this guy is generally the voice of reason, and and I don't know whether he pointed out here or and in general, the idea for this is um this is not a company that can sustain rapid growth. Uh, Adam Newman. Is obsessed with the idea that, you know, he might be the next Facebook, might be the next Amazon, next Netflix, whatever. Um, but rapid growth works for those companies. They're, they're, he's trying to do that market share thing where mm-hmm. they they take over everything, uh, lose a bunch of money, uh, and then it's fine. Then they can scale back costs and then they don't need to carry on spending as much money. But when your uh, entire business model is renting things, mm. uh, you can't just rapidly scale up and then stop spending that money yeah you would have to keep spending that money uh but you know adam newman is is, is crazy so he's he's yeah. sticking with it um i don't know what happens next go out so kind of for the rest of the episode it's so i think we'll kind of move 4.4 uh fairly easy like there were kind of a couple of subplots going through uh at this time adam basically needs more money so i'm told at the beginning of the episode we're losing a lot of cash we need to stem the tide or we're fucked yeah and the solution to that is going to be getting more money in for investors. So Adam goes back to his initial investors, to the sexy top button man, to bald guy, and he says, hey, I need some more money. And they go, no, you need to make a profit. Why don't you focus on using the money we gave you to turn a profit, become profitable, be fine. Adam says, no, like you said, needs that unsustainable growth. Yeah. Simultaneously, therefore, he needs to get money from a different round of investment. Yep. And he wants to go find uh, Masai, whose surname I forget off the top of my head, uh, who is the head of SoftBank, uh, which is a Japanese uh, investment firm yeah. known most Im- famously for uh, early investments in Alibaba, yeah. which temp- temporarily made Masai for three days the richest man in the world. Um, during this time, uh, Adam Newman is still trying to keep the rapid expansion. So we learned that um, he's very bad at business because he's uh, in a meeting with a bunch of his uh, workers. One of them threatens to leave uh, and he goes, I'll double your salary. Um, and also let's have some champagne. Uh, and for some reason, the man stays uh, because for some reason he takes Adam at his word, which is stupid. Uh, and then he goes to all the other people. That's how you do it. 
If they're saying no, you're going to go and meet all these people and say, well, we'll either double the rent or double the amount of time that we'll rent. And you know what, Al? That is horrible business. That is absolutely shit tier negotiation to just immediately go, I will pay double what we were like, maybe even just offer 10% first at least. <laughs> but no, so they go around and they go to a bunch of different people and they're like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you want $59 per square feet? We'll pay you $130 per square feet. You want 10 years? We'll give you 20, uh, which is dumb. It's mm -hmm. very dumb, uh, as we've already established. Uh, the B plot here is, uh, including our lovely Anne Hathaway, who dresses up uh, appropriately as a character from Avatar, because uh, this is a period piece. <laughs> and uh, she's supposed to be going to a uh, costume party, uh, but there's a big queue. She's not able to get in. And who does she meet in, uh, in that queue? Alexander. She meets uh, Ugly Betty herself. That's right. The lady from, uh, oh crap, Superstore. That's right. America, America Ferrera. Ferrera. Uh, and can we pause for a second and say, um, Ugly Betty did America Ferrera dirty. Oh, America Ferrera is great. She, she is A, a very good actress and B, very stunning. Yes. <laughs> like, it's absolutely ridiculous that, uh, that they, they looked at her and were like, yeah, you know what? If we just, like, give her a bad haircut and stick her in some glasses, yeah. uh, we're going to define her career. Um, but yes, so she meets America Ferrera in the um, uh, queue, and they instantly hit it off. They they get on well, uh, and they become fast friends. They are defined, so they are specifically at a party for the, basically at the kids' school, which is raising money. Uh, uh, at this point, um, I forget her name, Adam Newman's wife, whose name is... Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca is on the kind of board for that, and that's what she's largely doing, right? She's yeah. not really involved with WeWork very much. I believe she may be, like, tangentially, uh, like... A head of well-being or something there but isn't really doing anything practical uh and she and america ferris character are sort of defined by being the only single people there at the yeah. early in the episodes uh she rebecca's like hey you're coming to the party right and she's uh, sorry adam and, doesn't adam, come yeah. because he goes off to india yes he goes off to india to a um tech conference because that's where masai is yes that's that's kind of strange jamie a, a tech conference you say we work is uh we work's renting out space how's that tech uh, well, because Adam Newman wants to be the next Zark Fuckerberg, so <laughs> that's why. <laughs> he doesn't... Adam Newman doesn't know what company he's running. <laughs> he knows how much money he wants to have, and that's about it. Now, that sounds like a big moment, so uh, maybe Adam Newman, you know, wants to get someone there, right? You know, he wants to have someone kind of uh, come watch, uh, you know, just have some more support. So he asks his dad uh, yep. to come along. Uh, you know, notoriously, they kind of mention it throughout the last couple of episodes. Adam doesn't have a great relationship with his father. He sort of sends maybe kind of clippings of uh, from the newspaper to him, but his dad still lives in Israel, uh, pretty far away. Brings his dad across out in front of the stage, in front of everyone. Goes up and begins to talk about his childhood living in a kibbutz. Uh, his experience, uh, kind of having to share everything, and how his mum left. Uh, sorry, his mum uh, left his dad, and how his dad was a bit of a shit. But now his relationship with his dad is great. Dad, why don't you stand up, humiliating his father in front of everyone? Uh, Which, to be fair, I mean, I wouldn't be that. Like, if you invited me out to a tech conference mm. in India uh, and embarrassed me in front of those people, I think I'd be able to brush. I'd be annoyed at you, mm. but um, <laughs> but I feel like I'd be able to brush it off. I don't know any of these people who fucking gives a shit. <laughs> Like, it's not like you're embarrassing me in front of a class of my peers, exactly. That is true. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, while he's there, however, he gets the attention of the person he wants to get the attention of. He gets Masai's... Yeah. Um, and he's specifically giving this talk because he's had uh, people do character research on him and mm -hmm. found that Masai uh, had similar familial issues growing up. Yeah. Uh, so, that he was, you know, delivering... He was, he was, as he basically says, 
uh, as he meets Masai and Masai goes away, his dad goes, who was that? And he's like, my audience. Yes. Uh, he was really only doing it uh, for Masai. And uh, meanwhile, in the B-plot, uh, we learn that America Ferrera is uh, a bit of a um, business savvy genius. She seems to be a brand manager for... Uh, a... She's actually founded her own company. Oh, she, so she... The fam- but the branding of that company is particularly is noteworthy. Particularly, uh, noteworthy. So it she was is... like a juice company or something? Yeah, something like that. She is a CEO of that company uh, and as we later, as we learn later in the episode, uh, WeWork has been courting her to join as a chief branding officer. Yeah, but um, um, Rebecca Newman does not know this. Mm-hmm. Um, she just likes them, making friends. Uh, one time brings uh, Rebecca to WeWork uh, while um, Adam Newman is there. Um, and Adam is like, oh my God, Rebecca. Alicia. No, Alicia. Sorry, Alicia, not Rebecca. That's his wife. Uh, that'd be really weird. <laughs> oh, Rebecca, my wife. Um, uh, uh, Alicia, oh, thank you so much for coming down. You must you must have listened to our offers. Uh, and then Rebecca's like, no, this is just my mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I just invited her here. Um, and then Adam Newman's like, yeah, but now that you're here, like, surely you'd love it. Um, and this starts to key into, um, uh, a plot that will more, uh, be resolved in the next episode, but, uh, that Rebecca feels, um, unsatisfied with the ways in which, uh, Adam Newman both steamrolls her and also just the effects and her being used and the ways in which, uh, she is being used by the company. Mm. Uh, but... Hey, it works. Alicia comes in, uh, but Alicia reassures her that she was actually joining because of Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca, because Rebecca's such a special soul or something. Um, uh, meanwhile, he's still trying to court uh, Masai, who keeps on not turning up. Yeah, so Masai specifically said, oh yeah, I'll come for a tour of the offices, uh, you know, with the hint that maybe he'd be keen in investing. And repeatedly, you know, like four or five times, uh, doesn't show up. There's a whole sequence where they have like everything planned. So yeah. Adam is like, Okay, you two, you're lovers. You're gonna sit at this table. Yeah. You're gonna look deep in each other's eyes. You're falling in love here. You're gonna, you're gonna have a WeWorks baby. You, you're gonna be playing basketball over in the corner. Yeah. You play ping pong now. And every time Masai's meant to be coming, he's like, everyone get into places. <laughs> and uh, he uh, typically does not end up uh, turning up until later in the episode. Uh, meanwhile, in the uh, boardroom offices with uh, our favorite character, who's the um, co-founder of WeWork, Miguel. Um, Miguel um, basically constantly being told, hey, we're constantly flashing up throughout the episode, like they were losing $1.9 million yeah. a day, then it's 2.3, now it's 2.5. Yeah. Uh, and probably my favourite line in this episode is they're talking about like, dude, no, we, we don't have any money. Like, and he's like, well, just tell me, how long how long do we have? Like, like how many how many years? And, and they're like, no, it's not years, it's like months. And one guy gets a paper cup, <laughs> stabs a hole in the bottom and pours water in it so it starts pouring out. And Miguel goes, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, I thought maybe if you were a visual learner. <laughs> Uh, so that's a funny line. This, this, this show has more funny lines than I expect for a for a quite uh, drab <laughs> show otherwise. Um, uh, but yeah, they're still not coming up with uh, ways in which they're going to be able to keep the company running. They no. just need investment. Um, and, and it also, I think it also like yeah. underlines the, the sort of trend, which is like the day-to-day operations are largely, largely handled by Miguel. Yeah. Uh, so every time anyone's like, hey, bad news, Miguel's handling it. And Adam is sort of left with this like nebulous vision job. Like, yeah. what does he do? Uh, he gets money and then he kind of is nebulously keen on spending money however he wants to. Uh, there is also, you know, throughout this time, and I think, you know, as you were mentioning, there's a lot of, uh, scenes about like tension between Rebecca and Adam, like how Rebecca feels undervalued, how yeah. uh, 
uh, Rebecca feels that even though like Adam is stealing friends away from her so like she had this friendship that existed outside of Adam but naturally it has to go to Adam as yeah. it's taken away from her Adam at some point eats uh, some Popeyes uh, Rebecca gets very annoyed about that she's not she's sublimating her feelings about that towards uh, Adam and Adam yes, doesn't get it uh, she's a militant uh, vegan and she's like I-, I hate you eating a carcass in front of me Fucking Popeye's chicken. Leave him alone. Um, uh, at some point, Masai, Masai does... does turn up. He gets the tour. Goes 12 minutes. In, 12 <laughs> minutes. Uh, he gives him the tour. And he goes into the car with him. And Masai basically says what we said earlier, which is, I know why you gave that speech earlier. It's because you know all these things about me. Mm. Um, and <laughs> then a very insane thing. Two very insane things happen back to back. Firstly, uh, he just takes Adam's iPad yeah. um, and... and Fiddles with it, hands it back to Adam. Adam goes in uh, and uh, Rebecca is crying. And Anne Hathaway's there crying. She's like, basically, you know, it needs to stop being about the job. You know, my family comes first. You're not treating the relationship. uh, You know, it's laying out her issues with the relationship. And Adam Newman is like, but baby, it's fine. Look at this iPad. And then on it is... (laughs) There's, there's two things about this that are insane. So on the iPad is just the numbers 4.4. <laughs> He's like, that's that's Masai's investment. And let's be honest, there's two things that are insane about that. that that's how Masai chooses to make his offer. Is he just goes into the iPad, gets like the drawing and just goes 4.4 and adds it back. <laughs> and secondly, the Rebecca Newman is like, hey... Stop t- caring so much about the job, and he's like, "Hey, baby, what about the job?" <laughs> and apparently that works. Um, and now, we come Rebecca, to Rebecca. I yeah. know you like attention, but I know you. Will, I know what you like more than attention, which 4. is four point four billion dollars. <laughs> um, and that the end. That ends uh, episode four point four. That um, the end. That the end. <laughs> Not the end there of episode <laughs> four point four. <laughs> yeah, we go into episode five, which is all. Hustle harder. Oh yeah, lover. Hustle harder. That's what you say. Um, I would like um, to apologise daily to our friend Lottie, who is from vaguely that region and is probably what? quite upset with us. <laughs> um, so uh, we enter into the episode where they now have four point four billion dollars. Uh, Adam Newman goes in, does a fantastic, fantastically dickish thing. He goes into a, a bank um, and he has like 48k in his bank account and so he's looking... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, 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 and, and he's looking to uh, get a credit card with a certain spending limit and the yeah. guy's like, yeah, we could give you one with like a 25k spending limit. Uh, and Adam Nunez goes, ah, I think I'm going to need 5 million. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, good one. Oh, what? And Adam Newman goes... Google me. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> Which is... Just Google just me. Just Google me. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, and he ends up immediately with the CEO of uh, Chase Group. Chase Group? Is that the uh, name? Yeah. Chase, Chase Bank. Chase is, I believe, I believe the, 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 the head. I think it's Chase J.P. Morgan is the yes. wider parent company. Chase is the commercial yeah. bank. Uh, and we, we discussed this. Um, uh, he says, you are what we call uh, WI. Or maybe UHNI, I'm not sure which. And he says, you know what that is? And he says, an ultra high net worth individual. And I have discussed with you that uh, 
and as you said, maybe it would work in a spreadsheet, uh, but mm. as something to say out loud, an Ernie or a UHNI, not not simple, not easy, very bad acronym. It's also where we get into the very weird uh, sphere of how ultra-rich people buy things. Yeah. Because, as he says, he has 48k in the bank account and he's not taking a salary from his job. Yeah. So, what often happens is, effectively, you leverage debt against your stock value. Yeah. Which is confuses it like it's confusing to an extent right like how does that make sense but one it means no income tax so you basically say look i have all this value because i have this stock and this stock is worth a certain amount you take out debt against the stock price because as they say he's not liquid he's not liquid and and that's that's my issue at the moment al uh i'm i'm not liquid i'm I'm not solid either but (laughs) you're just gaseous i'm just leaking (laughs) um uh, but yeah, so he's like, you know, you you ask for fifty million, and uh, and so Adam Newman is like, oh shit. And the guy goes, I feel like you're probably gonna need a hundred. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so Adam Newman just now has a hundred million dollars, uh, and once again proving that this man uh, is terrible at business, terrible at money, awful at everything. He just immediately starts spending all of it. He buys oh, like yeah. three houses. <laughs> he starts building new offices. Uh, he's flying over to different parts of. Of the world, and he's just immediately spending that uh, 100 million. Which also, I don't know the. Um, I don't know whether it's legal what he's doing. Whether what? he's allowed to, as an individual, mm-hmm. essentially, essentially get a hundred million dollar loan, but then start using it for the business. Does he use it for business? Or does he just... uh, well, it should. I, thought, immediate... I assume that was the 4.4 billion. That's oh, that's also true. Stuff. That's also true. He does also get 4.4 billion. So yeah. yes, it's probably spending that 4.4 billion. But still, he's also that's also insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's flying around in all these different places, he's noticing there's some issues. In one of the places, uh, very funnily, there's a just a stair, a set of stairs in the middle of the room, and they're like, "Well, there wasn't plans for a second floor, just a stairwell." And he's like, "Why would I build a stairwell?" Uh, but they don't have the money or the time to actually build a second thing, so he's like, "Ball pit." <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of a ball pit? Just stick it under the stairs. People jump. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so he has been jet setting around. While How Rob- deep a ball pit would you need for oh, adults yeah. to jump off a second flight? Uh, yeah, like like a solid like fifteen foot drop. Yeah. That's that's a pretty big but ass ball. Then pit. be able to get out. Yeah. Um, he buys a jet. Oh, this is setting something up. It hasn't happened yet in the show, but it is setting something up where in the jet which he buys, and he has a, like, big box of Lucky Charm equivalent, which is full of weed. That will be important in the final episode we recorded this. Um, it is also important, uh, that he, he learns the song Katy Perry's Raw. Um, they're trying to test out the, uh, speakers in this plane, uh, and they start start playing Raw, and Adam was like, whoa, this is fucking great. This is a bop. It slaps. Yeah, it's like, ah, it's amazing. And it's like, the plane or the song? It's like, ah, both. Uh, And this leads into something you learned, which is apparently they did just play raw yeah they just, we they just really like raw which... and and they keep that then in the, subsequently we regularly hear the song raw just but playing we also heard it in the first episode yeah which you know it's it, that's jamie the perfect script right something which has been set up in the first act is paying off in the yeah. second act just um, bellissimo. or we also get the moment uh where i have most understood we works culture because they're in the main we work offices and adam newman is like we have 39 million square feet we're making this much in revenue and we got a fucking gong and start smashing the gong and everyone cheers and you know what yes i agree i don't care about the numbers if you get me a gong in my office (laughs) i will be hyped as 
fuck. What Jamie is saying is for his next birthday, if someone could just like invest in a teeny little desk gong, he'd be very happy and love you forever. <laughs> now, Ding. how offensive would that be for me? How offensive would it, like for me to use it in my lessons? I'm like, every time kid gets all that question right, smash a gong. Um... So, uh, yeah, he's got his uh, 4.4 billion. The other plot for this is uh, he's been putting off a meeting with what are called like the five yeah. families oh, or something. It, but it's, it's even more than, sorry, just to set this up. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the episode, uh, Adam and Miguel are having a conversation and Adam basically says, look, to Miguel, when uh, Masai put his investment into Alibaba, he made a 1,000 times in return oh, yes. of his investment, right? No, not 1,000. It was 8,000 8, 8, 8, times a ton. But we need to be clear here. When he invested in Alibaba, it was something like a million, like a million or like 10 million. And then he got 8,000x return, which is possible yeah. when you invest only 1 million. But they, this guy invested 4.4 billion. And so Miguel has done the numbers and they need to make $33 trillion. And they're like, no, that's what he's expecting. He's expecting. That's why he's not happy. He's yeah. expecting $33 trillion. And I'm like, no, he isn't. You morons. So, so, and similar to this, so that, that, that is set up. The other thing which is set up is that uh, throughout the episode, Massey sort of lost a little bit of interest in the company. Yeah. Is that on uh, calls to Adam, he's not, you know, like on conference calls and kind of work calls, he's just not saying anything. He seems to maybe kind of be half there. Adam, it's been set up all the way through that what Masai likes is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that so far, like everyone with this 4.4 billion, the rest of the company is trying to make it profitable. Yeah. And, and Adam is like, no, no, we need to go more crazy. Yeah. How do we go more crazy, Jamie? Just take over everything. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have with the five, the five families treated like they're fucking mobs. Uh, but no, it's the other five biggest co-working spaces. And he's brought into a meeting with them. Uh, and the guy's like, look, here we have like 89% of the co-working space in the world. It, it's sat in this room, the people who own that. Now, admittedly, you have 41% of that, uh, but we have the rest. So we're still important. And Adam Newman's like, yeah, yeah you're boring. Yeah. Um, he goes and does the Harlem Shake, because again, this is a period piece. <laughs> um, uh, and he's like, Rah, comes back in a wolf mask and just just only starts making wolf noises at them, which you know what? I respect. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but basically just completely cast these people off. He doesn't mm. care about them at all. Um uh, and ends up walking out on that meeting. Uh, we will meet the main guy for that later. But he's got to go off to the Vanity Fair party or something. Uh, and we start the B-plot of the episode, which is Rebecca Newman sucks. Um, they're at the Vanity Fair party. Uh, they're having photos together as a couple. But then they're like, hey, Rebecca, get out the way. Mm. Um, and for some reason, she's upset by that. Well, uh, Which, it's... like, I... <laughs> My annoyance with this plotline is not that I don't get her emotions. It's that she sucks, so no. I can't be sympathetic. I get that it would suck feeling that way, but come on. You've got to, you've got to understand that he is the person that founded WeWork and you are not. I mm. think it is better that we don't treat the spouses of famous rich people and also hold them to the same standards and level yeah, of fame yeah. as their spouse. No, they're, they're, they are their own individual. And I'm sorry, Rebecca Newman, you are your own individual and you're boring as fuck. Yes. Um, uh, but yes, it's starting a, 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 a clear resentment sure. that she's building. Uh, simultaneously, you know, Rebecca's plotline for the rest of the episode uh, is going to two things. One, uh, her friend, uh, Elisa, uh, you know, having a good time at WeWorks. And sort of like... She yeah, she, like so she's she, brought in as the chief branding officer. Yeah, and... Uh, which is specifically 
the role that um, Rebecca previously held in the company. Did she? I don't think she did. I think she previously held like head of wellness or something. So I don't. I don't think it was specifically her role. Fair enough. Um, I think it was uh, that. That helps me understand uh, one, one thing later in this episode, yeah. which I was confused by. So we'll get to so, that. Because uh, otherwise that'd be more justifiable if your husband kicks you out of your role without asking. Yeah. But like, I think it's that she, I think she was like head of wellness or head of like morality, something very airy fairy, yeah. not actually doing anything. But she was the person who came up with the ethos, the, the ethos of the company, of which like, is to uh, change the world's consciousness. Yes, to elevate the world's consciousness. Yes, her wanky wanky line of where our aim is to elevate. You're doing all right there. Is my is my, oh, my chair not comfortable enough for no, you? No, no, it's just that my Jamie, I'm I'm a little taller than you. And my <laughs> my thigh is trapped under your desk. Yes, yeah, no, uh, it it. It's almost as if this spacer is not designed for two people. No, no, no. Uh, and we won't discuss at all that uh, my girlfriend has uh, been looking for a flat for five months. And since in that time, you may see that this is not enough space for two people. Fair enough. Um, I hope my landlord does not listen to this podcast. So, um, but but so the other two things. So she's like increasingly annoyed. Uh, there is that football player who was in Murderville, I think, who shows up uh, in this. Or at least there's a, uh, some kind of football player comes, gets a tour around WeWorks and Alicia shows it. And she kind of says, oh, let's talk about chakras. And she's using a lot of language that uh, Rebecca used in the past episode. Yes. Talking uh, about spirit so, guides and yeah. stuff. And, um, and yeah, uh, Rebecca's previous, when we first met her, obviously was a yoga instructor. So uh, yeah, using a lot of uh, the yeah. stuff that she would consider sure. hers. It is very funny, though, when she comes back and there are people in her office. Yes. Uh, and now, is... firstly, I don't really understand why she has an office. No. I don't... I don't... It's very unclear what her role actually is in the company, like what she actually does. Yeah. Um, but she comes back and they're like, we booked out your office. And she's like, but it's my office. Uh, and uh, she comes out and goes, um, who's that guy? Yeah. And uh, hasn't fired, uh, oh, which yeah. will become a running theme. Oh, yeah. Um, she so starts she, firing people. Yeah, firing people left, right and centre um, because of they, they have bad energy. She, so to, to which, by up. the way, I should say, um, uh-huh. should get them sued. Oh, no, uh, no. You cannot oh. fire someone for having bad energy. No, yeah, there's no... Without just cause, you definitely get uh, fired. Uh, you should get sued for that. But um, so specifically, uh, within that, and the rest of her beef plot without getting to the very end, uh, she goes to Alicia. Alicia says, look, what you need is like a branding makeover like yeah. you need to have someone to like figure out what your personal brand is so that you can kind of focus on growing that so she gets this guy across and this guy says look i only have one question for you are you a maverick are you a magician or are you a eagle uh, uh no a maverick a magician or a muse muse yeah and uh she goes i think i'm a muse uh you know maybe and she's kind of a bit sad about that and she says but i want to be and he says well what do you want to do and she says i want to be on the cover of vanity well, Fair. well no at first she says well our aim is and you know me and adam and he's like so i asked you what you want to do and yeah. um you mentioned adam mm. three times and she's like oh and so she decides yeah she doesn't want to be amused she wants to be on the cover of vanity fair and he and he's like the cover of vanity fair doesn't have muses has maverick and magicians and firstly i'm um, I think that's a lie. Uh, I think plenty of what you would call models. Why did I say it like that? What, what you, you would call, call uh, Sorry, let me take a drive for my cigarette. Um, many people who are models, you would probably call muses. Yes. Like that's that's 
that's almost definitionally what a muse is. It's normally just a very attractive person who artists go, oh, look how pretty she is. I'm going to make art. <laughs> um, but either way, apparently only magicians are mavericks. But also, it very much seemed like his question comes down to, um, are you like a little piss baby? Or like, are you going to do something? Like, are you going to be a... Ma- it, it's like, it feels like he wants everyone to answer maverick or magician. I don't know. I, I, I think what's interesting, because it like... Well, muse- I, I, well, I guess, Alexander, I, I must ask you. Oh, Christ. Are you a maverick? A magician or a muse? Uh, I, think this is, it's, I think it's made me flawed to, to fight all human beings <laughs> down to those three categories. Uh, within that, I'd probably be, uh, I guess, closer to magician than maverick. I don't think I'm a muse. I mean, you're not maybe. pretty enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look, as Joe Rogan too, I'm uh, yeah, yeah. You know, clearly I'm a magician. All right, yeah. I made three Joe Rogans. Um, no, but it's it's uh, it's an interesting one, and like. I think it's fair to say that, like, look, if you, what, what do you see your role is, and like, yeah. in life, like, do, are you kind of someone who, you know, because there are a lot, there are a lot of people who like, are you, do you pave ways, do you make anything out of nothing, or do, do you, you facilitate and help people around you? Yeah, when, and it being that's, charitable to the muse. No, sure, definitely, but like, I, I think that's still a really important, like, th- like for example, Miguel in this is not a maverick or a magician, right? No. Like, uh, maybe not even really a magician he just there as a facilitator and yeah. that's that's not that like if you go to any company in it's the world it's important to have those having like there are people who are very good at like big ideas and like yeah. sorting stuff out and they're but really what runs a company is not those people no. it's the people who are good at like being a coo or stuff and like so as the banding man would say you know some companies just lean little piss babies yeah but it's fine it's fine you just oh, want to be a little piss just, baby like you, know. you don't want to be a maverick or a magician that's yeah. fine be a little piss baby yeah. oh what you don't want to bring weed on an airplane across <laughs> international borders um uh, around this time, um, oh God, I got so angry with Rebecca Newman in this episode. Um, she's like, uh, if we're elevating the world's consciousness, we work needs to be vegan. Needs to be entirely vegan. So she and Adam is like, yeah, sure, whatever. Make the whole world fucking vegan. I don't give a shit. I'm opening 19 different stores right now. Um, so she makes the whole world vegan. And then she makes the whole, the whole, world. <laughs> she makes the whole company vegan. Mission and then accomplished. She's, she's one man eating chicken in the office and he gets fired. She <laughs> once just, again. <laughs> once again, litany of lawsuits waiting to happen um america ferrera sees that and is like oh it's probably yeah this doesn't seem great uh, so she organizes a drink with um rebecca uh rebecca is like um did you only join we work because did you only become friends with me because of we work and she's like no i came to we work because of you you fucking dingbat do you so so, so uh, i guess to stop on this for a second yeah do you think that was the case or not because there's, there's obviously the bits around it which like is it just that she's good at her job and therefore she kind of takes bits of language she hears from other people and she uses them in appropriate situations? Or do you think that she wanted to... No, I, I, I got the sense from her character that she was being honest in what she was sure, saying. That makes sense. Um, quite why you would like Rebecca Newman, I have no clue. Um, no but... Um, uh, yeah, so she meets with the branding officer. At the same time, Adam meets with Masai... Uh, and Masai goes, uh, be no, crazy. Yeah, be crazy. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care about your numbers. I'm not here for that. You're not being crazy enough. <laughs> I'm a bank. I don't care about numbers though, right? I got a lot of money. I want you to be crazy. Yeah. So Adam's like, cool. We need to take out the competition. Yeah. I, I'm going to take out. So the five families isn't the entire world. It is just specifically North America. But is it's, it just North America? Yeah. But um, makes so, it, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I don't think there are that many co-working companies that spread outside of America. It's not. I don't understand what... It's not a thing. No one cares. (laughs) Look, here's the real thing. The real thing is like, you know, it tends to be quite local as a thing because it's just like, well, you own a building and therefore can open it up. So like, it it doesn't have... There's no... 
For the benefit of being multinationals, yeah. you can make more money, but like you don't. Yeah, we also discussed this that it seems, especially the big tech companies who have money to piss away, mm. um, this WeWork ethos of having fun offices and and having ping pong and beer on tap is something that just kind of got subsumed into other offices anyway. Yeah. Um. So there clearly was an influence there, but that meant there was there was less time. <laughs> You're okay. I'm okay. You're really oh, shifting oh, around. Oh, 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 oh you found oh, a, I got my thigh. Yeah. I got my thigh I, out I, from the sea, guys. I wish I could. For, for the listeners, um, I am sat in my lovely desk chair, you know, in half of, half of the room to me, free, open. And meanwhile, I've stuck Al in a plastic folding chair <laughs> in between the desk and the bed where normally my bedside table is. Um, and uh, I'm famously a short king um al is a tall little bitch baby um and, and it is it is like the bfg has been come in and tried to sit on human chairs um anyway um so yeah, adam it's... newman says he wants to take out the competition so he meets um with the the one he talks to yeah the one the... The, the main guy who clearly owns he probably owns the largest of those companies yeah. in fact i've I looked into him. I can't remember the name of his company, but it is a relatively substantial sure. um, co-working um, space. Adam says, look, do you want to do a merger? And Wait, I, I not, this... not directly. No, no, he, at, the end, he, at the end he does. At the end, he, so no, we should work he together. Le- he leads him to the... The merger the, question. The, the he kind of talks around question. it saying, look, you know, I, I like what you're doing, but I think we can do more together. Da, 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 gets to the end of it, says, look, we should, you know, maybe we should join forces. And he goes, no. And Adam goes, good. I didn't want you to say yes. Uh, I'm going to crush you. I'm going to crush everything you love. I'm going to basically grind it until your children are poor. That's right. It's, it's not that I need to be rich. It's that I need to be richer than everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then he does do some... And I would like to know if this is real because it is quite funny. Outside that guy's main offices, he gets sets up a glass little like mobile office with a guy who looks like him but with WeWork branded yeah. on it. And then the guy comes in like, get the fuck out. I was like, I've just got work to do, man. And then yeah. uh, chases him away. Um, I think they're also signing up. I think they're basically... Uh, so this is slightly earlier in the episode. They kind of dropped this reference, but uh, Miguel's like, what are you doing? Because it looks like Adam is drawing up uh, architect plans. That's these architect plans. Yeah. And uh, Adam basically says, this, there are dark things I must do which you don't need to know, <laughs> yeah. Miguel. Uh, which include, I think, basically offering everyone who works at uh, one of those locations like six months free at WeWorks. Yeah. Which again is like that makes more sense though, which is like aggressive, but, aggressive uh, spending money to get to destroy competition yes. rather but, than just expand. Uh, Miguel does learn because he goes, oh, "We can't do six months. It needs to be twelve. Oh, oh Mavericks! This will never cut. Money will always go up. Line goes up. Line goes up. And the uh, denouement of the, uh, <laughs> the my absolute favorite teardown of a character I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Rebecca Newman has uh, Alicia fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not even fired. They're just like, yes, we're taking away your role. So you're still oh, yes. the company, but quit. You know, it, the, yeah, no. She goes to you know if there's another, but. Uh, it, because, ah, the one thing we didn't say, the last time uh, America Ferreira came into our office, she was just like, that um, that line you've got, mm-hmm. elevate the uh, the world's consciousness. I'm, I'm just not really sure. I know it's your baby. I know you came up with it, but, uh, you know, it's just not particularly clear. Uh, maybe we need something more concrete, you know. Mm-hmm. How, how are the bankers and the lawyers going to understand it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, bye. Um, and, and that's why she gets her fired. And, and she goes... Specifically, uh, sorry, uh, she, she is also due to be on the cover of, like, I'm going to say Forbes. Yes. Um, with Adam. And... Yes. Um, and Rebecca Newman basically goes, look, um, the aim of WeWork 
is to elevate the world's consciousness uh, and the chief branding officer should know that uh, but if you know if you wanted another role here that's fine uh, and alicia just goes look you're worried about adam outshining you because he does you're worried about uh, adam being better than you because he is you're worried about having no ambition in life because you don't. And then she walks out. I'm like, that's fuck. Oh my God. Especially because I hate this character. Yeah, this um, character is. Uh, I, Rebecca Newman just pissed it. We'll, we'll discuss this when we get to the thing. I dislike what, the, how they handle this plotline because I think it's an interesting plotline that is ruined by the fact that Rebecca Newman is so unsympathetic. But we'll get to it. Rebecca Newman has a little cry. Uh, and then but, goes out. And, and then goes out and goes on the cover of Forbes. And the other people are like, um thought we were supposed to be doing with um, Adam and the chief branding officer and the guy's like I have no clue what's going on yeah. I work you you seem to not understand I work for WeWork yeah. I have no clue what's going on ever um, and meanwhile they celebrate uh, with um, Edward Forty Hands Edward Forty Hands with a bottle of champagne she has a bottle of champagne in one hand and then I looked it up a bottle of coconut water in the other which is the most insane thing that sounds um, but, like it would give you such bad heartburn but yeah like, so she has become the new chief branding officer uh, and then we get a lovely visual metaphor uh, where Adam leaves the tap of beer running as he walks away, uh, a, a literal uh, throwing money down the drain. Uh, and thus we enter into we enter into the second hour of this podcast, oh, and we enter oh, into sorry. the third. No, yeah, it's not been it, two hours. It's it like, has, wow, that's, been, that's yeah. not how time works. No, uh, we no, are no. entering the second, second hour. hour. Yeah, not um, so uh, in episode uh, uh, six, which we just watched this morning together, we did look how indeed. Um, um, so in episode six, uh, there are a couple things which are really kicking off. So uh, at the beginning of this, uh, really, Adam is off in uh, California, one of the new houses he bought with Rebecca, uh, leaving Miguel to himself. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, out in California, Adam's having a good time. He's uh, you know surfing, meeting some cool surfer bros. Uh, his wife is like trying to like find more brand stuff to do yeah. with WeWorks. Clearly, she wants to like take what was said by uh, Elisa and like reject it so that she can add something to WeWorks to show that she can. I am important. Yeah, I'm look, it. I'm and not a little baby. She does that by uh, creating you know, We Grow. No, no, no. Literally, did oh. you not see the list? Oh, well, there was a loads, yeah. giant list of ten things. Yeah, and she just took the word We and then put other words yeah. after. Them. So we, we, live, fly, we fly, we fly, we, we bank. We, <laughs> just, I, I really want to see Rebecca Newman. And tried to set up the banking branch of WeWork. Because, um, like, here's the thing. Wouldn't innately a... Uh, <laughs> I'm actually looking at this now, yeah. and this is quite funny. There is one that is, we eat brackets vegan. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, On brand. Also, like, we... Uh, there's we sleep. We sleep. We sail. Yeah, what, what, we sail. <laughs> we sail. <laughs> yeah, so we can go... We live, we fly, we bank, we sail, we sleep, we give, we connect, we earn... We bike, we eat, and then unfortunately we do not get the last of that list. Um, no, but she ends fantastic. up focusing on we grow. Um, no, no, no. He comes up with we grow. Oh, does he come up with we grow? She doesn't even come up with that. Um, uh, and he so, then goes to yeah. He goes to give a uh, on like a CNBC. He goes. They do like an interview. He's like, we're expanding into everything. This is again before they pretend a profit. They're like, yeah. Let's get away from our central business model. The lady on TV is like, you know, this maybe not the best idea, right? Yeah. And uh, at this point, they have a, a board meeting back in New York where uh, Miguel has to kind of deal with the board members who are like, why are we having to, why are we expanding beyond uh, 
uh, our core business. If we want to do an IPO, this is good. The markets do not like this kind of uh, reaction. The guy from uh, not Citibank, but the original uh, investment bank who gave them the kind of first big uh, chunk of change comes over to Seattle to in California and is like, look, people don't, the board is slightly nervous about this, right? Like you're expanding really hard. You're going too fast. You should just focus on the core business model, get to the IPO and be fine. And Adam goes, well, you don't do this to Trevor uh, Kalpnick, the uh, the head of, uh, I bet you don't go and you go over to the guy from Uber and you treat him like this, yeah. right? Like this is, but you should be in my corner. You say you're in my corner. You should make sure that I'm defended against these people who are questioning my judgment. Don't question my judgment. Yeah. I work 24-7 while I'm at the beach net surfing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to pause to say that I have managed to find a screenshot which has the other uh, three, which are We Move and then We Energy and We Studios. And I would like to make a note to the writers here. Those aren't verbs. Every <laughs> other one on this list is a verb, and then you have We Energy and We Studios. Not verbs. Oh, 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 oh. I think that's. I think that's within Rebecca's character. That she, would <laughs> verbs she only knows going. eight verbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so they. Uh, but I think. What... Oh, and then Trevor Kaplan gets fired. So then the head of CEO, uh, the head of Uber, which his mate is on the board of. Yeah. They kick out their CEO. They kick out their unicorn guy before the IPO because they're worried that he's going to tank. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, they bring in a British man. Uh, he's like, uh, look, we we need someone to go through the financials, uh, and Hilda and. <laughs> In a very fun again, Adam is a moron. Um, and uh, he's like, Oh, this man wants to go through my financials. I'm gonna give him every piece of financial data we have, that'll show him. He's, he's just... trying to do that thing, which is like, which you see in loads of like legal dramas and stuff, mm. where they bury them in paperwork. Well, well uh, talking of another Anne Hathaway film, Dark Waters, yes, uh... very famous, the exact same thing, yes. Um... But the difference is that that was one man doing it in his own free time, yes. and rather also... than. A BC who have interns. Yes, and, and also it was a bunch of non in dark quarters. It was a bunch of non-relevant information, right? Yes. It was looking for a needle in a haystack. Whereas this is just in- all relevant. This is all the information they need. It's like, ha He's acting like it's insane that anyone could ever essentially create the financials of a company. <laughs> How dare he try to figure so, out our financials in a spreadsheet. Uh, Miguel kind of comes and Miguel basically says, well, what's wrong with that? You know, we want to get to the IPO. That's the aim. Uh, and uh, Adam says, no, you and I both grew up in communes. We had to share everything, but we shouldn't have to share this. They want to take it away from us, which is interesting because it's a twisting of the early ideals of the company. Yeah. Early on, it's like, hey, you remember our time in the commune? That was great. We should give that experience to everyone. Whereas now he's like, no, we possess this thing. We yeah. shouldn't have to share it. Share ownership is not good. Yeah. We are the owners. We shouldn't have to give yeah. anything away. Uh, meanwhile, the B plot they, that I keep on trying to say we're getting to, Sorry. and apparently not. No, it's just I keep saying it happens earlier. Uh, so Adam and um, appar- they apparently have Adam and Rebecca apparently have kids. Um, I think we've seen this at some point. Um, uh, and they're trying to take them to schools, take them to private schools, but they're never finding the right. No, it's not even that. They're just continuing taking them out of school because they're going over to California all the time. So they have ah. some tutors in California. Ah, so they're having a meeting with the school and the school are complaining that the yes. kids are never there. They're right. saying they can't do any maths. And then there's the great bit which, uh, there's a great line where she's like, um, we have them listening to Adam's business schools. There are second year Harvard business school grads who would die for that opportunity. <laughs> um... But yeah, so they basically take them out of school and that's where Rebecca gets her idea for We Grow, which is uh, their own school. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, Rebecca Newman decides that the thing we work should do is open a school. And everyone else is like, that's really weird. Why are you doing that? Also, yeah. we're running out of money. 
Um, also, like, which I appreciate the British guys, like, yeah, the markets don't love education. There's no money in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very um, funny. But yeah, so the British guy ends up in a week going through all that information. And he has a very nice, like, sarcastic little thing where he's like, so, um, Adam, I just wanted to see... Uh, why is uh, WeWork invested in uh, a surfing company? Um, and Ad- Ad- Miguel starts to respond and say, like, well, you know, it's you know, we, we might take them on. And Adam Newman's like, let him finish. And he's like, it, would it perhaps be because you want to hang out with a bunch of famous surfers? <laughs> and it really just is like, and, and it basically just goes, so um, I found this in a week. Yeah. Uh, and when you're a private company, invest in all the surf companies you want. Uh, don't give a fuck. Uh, absolutely love his performance yeah, in this great. episode. So um, but when you go public, everyone's going to be able to look at these things and uh, what do you think they'll find mm. if I found this in a week? But you also missed out on my... So the actual... So he starts off talking about the wave pool company. Yes, the wave pool And company. then he moves to... Coffee creamer company. Yeah, and he goes, "Why are you investing in a coffee creamer company?" And Miguel goes, "Like, well, I mean, our no, he goes, like, well, I mean, our employees <laughs> drink coffee. Exactly, he's about to say drink coffee, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works, Miguel. Um, uh, I love Miguel, but in this, so in this point, he goes, uh, I think it's in this conversation, he says. Uh, no, it's not in this conversation. It's a later one. Um, they kind of go through. He says, "Okay, gets to the rest of the interns. That's interns. Go through the numbers again." Um, so we'll skip ahead to... Uh, they they open another building in, in Mexico, Mexico City. City. Uh, for some reason, despite the fact it says we work on the, the fucking building, they start chanting, Nosotros trabajamos! Nosotros trabajamos! And there's two things about that. Firstly, trabajamos means we work. You don't need the, tra- the, the nosotros. And secondly, doesn't roll off the tongue. And thirdly... They know it means we work. They know it's we work, right? It says it there. On the- it's not like on the building it says nosotros trabajamos. Um, very pointless. Um, anyway, uh, he sees Masai uh, yeah. in Mexico City, and he says, "Look, Masai, they want they want me to stop being crazy. They want me to make money. You don't want me to make money. You want to be me to be crazy. So you be crazy, Masai. You give me even more money." And yeah. Masai's like, "Fortitude, I like it." Yeah. Um, uh, so they start uh, building their school, uh, yeah. and they like have a couple videos out of like Rebecca Newman physically tearing down a building by herself why that is a good advertisement for a school i have no clue but the english guy comes in and just shows up the video it's like what the fuck is this and adam was like it's a, it's a school man <laughs> step in a fucking school um uh so they go through the numbers again because what he's really looking for is like Matt okay Houston's. like he's, yeah he's where, where, where can that. i yeah where can i properly nail adam yeah Newman on so this? so rather than just uh where did adam like because as Adam's not where, said, not where are the stupid decisions made? No, no, no you've where, made. where are the like where's the actual math reasons? So like, whereas previously he has said, you know, like Adam had has basically defended his stuff by saying like all these decisions we've made in conjunction with the board, there's no math reasons there. He goes through again and he comes back and this time with a board meeting uh, with you know everyone there, Miguel's there, uh, and he says, look, you got to get rid of Adam. Like when you guys were starting out and growing, that's all fine. But like we worked grown, Adam hasn't. Yeah. And specifically, if you look at the numbers again, not only is he buying coffee creamer companies and wave pool companies, which are dodgy but whatever, he's buying buildings and then leasing them to you. Yeah. For you know five million dollars, yeah. which is to his own profits. Yeah. So how is he negotiating these contracts? Well, for you guys, if he's negotiating against negotiating against himself, yeah. that's not possible. That's double dealing. That's pretty bad. He's also trademarked the word we and licensed that yeah. as well. Um Al, so uh, there's a point where we cut back to uh Masai. Um 
I'm looking at this here. They have subtitles here. They didn't when we watched it, which is weird. So apparently we were, we had a whole conversation about, about, oh, what do you feel about not subtitling things? And, you know, does it work? No, we were just supposed to understand no, what no. they were saying. In no, no, here's scenes. the thing. I watched it on my TV2 back home. Also no subtitles. So it's interesting that... Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus, what the fuck are you doing? Why Why is the computer version getting um, subtitles, but not apparently the PS5 app that we watched on? Just had to drop in those PS5, a little bit of flex. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so at this point, so basically Masai in, and Adam are trying to like hash out the terms of the deal. Masai comes to uh, Adam early with a less favorable deal than the previous one was, but with more money. Yeah. Adam says no. He said fortitude, we're going to continue negotiating on. Yep. However, this doesn't end up going too well. Matt specifically says, look, I can't invest any more money because uh, one of our big investors is Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabia the, basically, for people who don't know, Saudi Arabia has a really large uh, fund where they invest in tech companies. And as one of the big investors in SoftBank, they're saying we can't put more money into WeWork unless it's uh, specifically going into... Uh, unless we get the sign off, uh, so Masai goes, okay, you got to go and impress this guy, uh, Mubarak, uh, and uh, you know, but before we can do what you want, okay, no problem. Uh, however, they managed to close a deal, uh, making them the largest uh, owner of property uh, in New York. So they decide to host a giant party uh, with uh, Will I Am. We don't see Will I Am, but you know, it's implied that he's there. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> he goes Will I Am with the backup piece, whoever. Again, I, I, it, this is set now i think 2012 2013 it's a period piece <laughs> um no i mean they're done by that point like the back of the piece were done by like 2010 uh so anyway uh we kind of go through um he goes to the party gets pretty drunk comes back drunk the, the next night rebecca says remember that you're meant to be coming to the opening of we grow tomorrow uh they spent a lot of money on this uh he wakes up and wakes up late too late for the meeting with uh, mubarak uh his assistant has to wake him up he kind of uh he runs over there clearly flubs the meeting a little yeah. bit goes in takes a cold bath in the cold bath someone's like you gotta get to rebecca's thing rebecca's really annoyed with him he then has a another brutal scene with rebecca where rebecca's like you know we were making this together you know all the work we put in and he's like what do you mean work we've put in there's only one person who's put in this work and it's me uh, i gave you a, <laughs> i you wanted to act i made you a theater you wanted to you know, be part of the company i gave you a job you wanted to uh, educate people i built you a school what have you ever done yeah to build um you you are forgetting the um uh, inspiration for this speech which is the uh, greatest piece of visual metaphor ever written on television he writes on a glass we turns it, over. And turns it upside down and realizes "Ooh, that says me <laughs> um absolutely horrible um but yes around this time um you also as, as you've said we've had the bit where um he goes the the british guy but, goes yeah. look there's clear malfeasance here um they vote sorry and specifically in that scene they vote to not uh fire adam yeah. so it's a four five vote but specifically it's the bold guy who loved adam from the beginning doesn't vote against him which would have been the deciding vote otherwise yeah. uh and meanwhile adam kept on. yeah adam, meanwhile obviously yeah. miguel supports him and yeah. uh, basically How, his guys support him whereas sure. uh the british guys sure. do not do not um specifically though with the bold guy adam in his speech to kind of defend his thing is like i'm gonna make you fuck tons of money so you stay i'm a golden goose and i lay fucking golden eggs yeah and then he goes outside after he wins the vote and the bald guy comes up and he's like adam you're not a golden goose you just have fortitude yeah and then leaves which i like it kind of basically says yeah. that like hey i'm with you but don't go around thinking you're magic you're just quite you know you got a lot of balls yeah um, um we basically get to the end there um, Masai says no to the uh contracts yes and then uh, adam cries um we also do get sort of a um 
nice character. Obviously, throughout, uh, we've had these things of him chanting, we work, we work to the company and it all being really fun and nice. And we get one here that's, I don't know how to describe it, more animalistic, like that shows sort of having gone over the hilt, basically. That even his uh, employees who are still on his side, like a really wild and feral one. They're going, we work! Um, And it shows that uh, things are starting to come apart for dear poor Adam. Oh no, how sad it is. Uh, And then we get to the end of episode six. And those are the three episodes we've watched this week. I need to get our spreadsheet up, Al. But um, your general thoughts on these three episodes um, versus the first three. As the show goes on, I like the show more. I, th- uh, I think I would agree with that. I, I think it. Uh, I think partly because like the early episodes are very, like, you're sort of, one, it's kind of getting to the point of rework. And Adam is better at his job at the early stages. Yeah. Because his job is to bring in money and he's a very good salesman. Like, whatever you want to say about the guy, like, it might be a bullshitter, but he can sell stuff really well. Yeah. Like, the issue is he can't run a company and he has no interest in running the company, yeah. as the British guy correctly points out. So, as you kind of get away from Adam being good at, from what Adam is good at and to what Adam is worse at, I think we get more of the Schadenfreude. We also, as he gets richer, get more of the kind of, like, Again, it's the it's the interesting uh, subgenre things, which is rich people being bad, or like I'm not sure how best to describe it. But like rich people <coughs> being dumb has its own weird like flair of enjoyment because yeah. it's like, look at you, silly! I'm not a rich person. I'm sitting here in this couch, uh, you know, e- eating this after having a, a full English. Like, but I I can feel the higher than you because yes. I know the mistakes you're making. Yeah, and that's enjoyable, and it's less enjoyable almost when they are smart because in the early episodes you can't quite see all the particular business points that are going to lead to their downfall like no it's it, it, it's just it's more nebulous as we discussed like at the end of that first episode i'm sort of like well i don't really care how they come down because well i know how they come down it's just th- this was always bullshit yeah. right it was always bullshitting but here especially i mean it it's close to that sort of courtroom legal dramery sort of stuff that mm. i love the getting into the nitty-gritty with the english guy like finding him out getting yeah. into that like the details of it are more intriguing and interesting than i expected yeah. and gave and gave the show no credit for that like i would have no interest in seeing them fall because i wouldn't care yeah. because i just know it would be because of hubris mm. um whereas seeing the little behind the scenes of oh no there's actually like specific fuck-ups here mm. like him <laughs> him copywriting the word we and then selling it back to the company no that's a specific fuck up that's not just hubris that's bullshit yeah it's uh i i think it's it's definitely that interesting thing of like when you get those little factoids it you go oh i see how you downfall you you're you you only care about you adam only really cares about him and then they that's gonna get in the way of the company like if you compare it to my favorite version of this this sort of uh tv show or movie with the social network yeah like, the social network great work, movie yeah the social network works because like for a long time like now like facebook has only recently started going on a downwards trend yeah but up until so for 10 years over 10 years facebook was on the ups and did make money like yeah. it's not it's not a even when it eventually does you know fail or shut down or whatever it won't be because of um, you know, it won't be because they couldn't run a company. No. It'll be because either the product is interest or ultimately or they broke the law. Um, but but within that film, there's never there's never any of these moments because uh, the failings in that film are all social and interpersonal failings. Yeah. It's all that like uh, Mark Zuckerberg 
in that wants to say fuck you to everybody yeah and he loses the actual only friends he really has whereas in this it's like well this guy is good at the social stuff but he has no interest in the business stuff yeah and so we get the the fun of it comes from the business failings the fuck ups where you feel smarter than yeah. Adam uh, well also the it, it's just a, with Facebook like as we sort of discussed and as is discussed in the episode uh, there's no upkeep really like it doesn't cost money to yeah. do those things whereas it, as is discussed in these episodes like we work and, and that is because it's it's a thing that sort of you know but you wouldn't have necessarily intrinsically thought about why the WeWork model didn't necessarily work because the rapid expansion does not work when you're locking yourself into 10 to 20 year contracts yeah. these are not one time investments these mm. are not you're not paying money right now to grow and mm. then you can stop paying that money you have to carry on paying yeah. that money so it's interesting in the context of uh, like Facebook, for instance, because there's a little bit of this conversation there, right? Like yeah. early on, uh, Eduardo, Eduardo's like, cool, we're going to put adverts on, right? And they're like, can't put on adverts yet. And Eduardo, when, when everyone else goes to Silicon Valley in that film, Eduardo goes over to New York because he's trying to get advertisers to come onto the platform. Yeah. Uh, although Sean Parker's like, don't do that. Don't put adverts on yet. And that's sort of the conversation is like, Eduardo's putting in all the early investment to keep the servers afloat or to keep people employed and all that kind of stuff. And that's interesting because for that kind of company, you're right, like the costs are purely largely personnel yeah um server related and then later on things like the building you are in yeah but the physical cost there is no there are no otherwise costs which you can't get around like yeah there are things that need to be invested in you have to build more servers all that kind of crap but what you don't have to do is you know there are then ways you can monetize beyond that right so they were holding off the point they start making money yeah. because make it cool to get people on and then once it's cool you can start selling crap and figuring out the monetizing yeah manners but if you just have really high costs and you have a limit to what you can do in that space in terms of upselling afterwards. Yeah. That is a, not a great business model. Yeah. Whereas in theory, like taking it to another company that had rapid expansion, something like Netflix, mm -hmm. like they can spend a lot of money, but then they just have those shows and yeah. those TV shows. They, 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 obviously, occasionally things from Netflix actually do come off the service, but uh, like that they've made themselves. But uh, that's rare. So mm. once they've spent that money, they don't need to spend that money again. No, yeah, once yeah. you sign a 20 year contract, you need to carry on paying yeah. that money every year. Well, that's and it, it, especially with something like a Netflix, right? That's been a lot of uh, actors and artists and writers problem with the service is traditionally within arts. You do have to you know, traditionally within arts. One, there is continuous revenue because if it's on not with that, sorry, but specifically on TV in the States, but if there's advertising, the money continues to be made for the show yeah. when it's aired against the residuals. show later in time, and you get the residuals for it. You Quite a lot of people don't get residuals from Netflix, no. or the residuals are a lot worse. You might get a bigger payday up front, but you lose the returning revenue that used to be there. Yeah. And that's a way you can save money, right? It's saying, okay, we'll give you more money up front, but we're going to give you less money in the back end. Yeah. Is a, is a business, it's not, I don't think it's good. I mean, I, I just hate when I'm getting no money on the back end. Don't yeah, you, Al? Like it's, I, I feel like I'm getting... In so many of my negotiations, I'm just getting yeah. it all on the front end. I, 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 it's really, Jamie, this is, it's really awkward that we're talking about this right now, but I got my agent to give me a few more points on the uh, Blanks Bank back end than you. I mean, really, but, sorry. So I don't technically own Blanks Bank. Oh, no. Are you 51? I'm 49. Oh, oh, Jamie, do you not remember? I registered both trademarks for Hanks Bank and Blanks Bank. Uh, and then you sold it back <laughs> Oh, no, not selling, Jamie. Licensing back, okay? We pay me 50k each year. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a bit of an upsell because I imagine it wouldn't cost that much to fucking <laughs> take a copyright out on Blanks, mate. Back, back at my first year of university, we did uh, Enron the play. 
And I, where a lot of it's about like shadow corporations and like, like moving debt between the shadow you corporations. You didn't go to a second university. What? What do you mean? Back year, I went to my first year of university. A oh, first year of you. I thought you said back at my first no, university. No, I was like, I you didn't a... go to a second one. Apologies. I did. The other one shut down recently. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hold on to my first university because I... the second one doesn't exist so, anymore. A lot of like Enron's dodgy accounting was to do with like shadow corporations, basically creating like holding companies where you'd move, you'd move the debt between all the, the, yeah. the companies. So you don't have to put them and, on the and it gets eaten by raptors, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, I always pitch that a That's a very company... specific reference. For, for anyone who has not seen that play, yeah. that makes no sense. <laughs> I always pitch that uh, what you should do was to basically create shadow companies for shows. So you, because you'd bill, uh, given invoices you provide to a, a committee who give you money, you should create shadow corporations to say you bought stuff for plays from the shadow corporations. <laughs> Until I realised, like, that's not even just dodgy accounting, that's just fraud. That was <laughs> yeah. just fraud that yeah, you that's do. Just, that's just, um, uh, what do we call it? Yeah, stealing. Stealing, that's the one. Um, uh, right, yeah, we crushed. Um, yes, I, I fully agree that these these three episodes have hooked me a little bit more in. I'm a little bit annoyed that uh, my girlfriend uh, has been back in Scotland um, and therefore has not watched any of these. And therefore she probably will not watch the last three with me now, even when she comes back, uh, which is annoying because it's slightly better now. Uh, but she very much did not enjoy those first three episodes. Uh, and neither did I, according to my lovely ranking here on my lovely spreadsheet. I gave it a 2.5 for those first three. You gave it a three. Um, if you are, in, if you feel it has improved, has it improved enough to, because obviously famously on this show, yeah. you will not give decimal points. Do you feel it has improved enough to go to a four? Are you going to give We Crashed episodes four to six four stars? <laughs> not yet. If I could give point fives, I would say they pretty moved up that point I, fives worth. I can't, Jamie. You, you, I, 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 the decimal point, the Dewey decimal point um, has, has existed for many a year. No, no. The, the Dewey decimal point system, uh, I refuse to uh, dilute the quality of my uh, ratings by going down to a point. Uh, but I do I do think it's improved in terms of the writing, and I do think it has is better. I think it is closer to being a four than it was previously. Okay. But unfortunately, the record will not show that. It will simply show a three. Um, obviously, in the Jamie decimal point system, uh, I can do whatever I like. Apparently, as I'm looking back now, it's been so long since we last recorded, I gave um, Solos a... No, I gave Lockdown a 1.13. Why did I give it two decimal points? That must have been a bit, but I can't remember why. Uh, but yeah, I gave it 2.5 last time. Um, am I going to go above three? That's that's the interesting question. It's definitely it's sitting definitely at a three. I've um, we're going to get on Tan Hathaway's performance, but I've also I still think Jared Leto's a dick. Um, and I think it is insane for him to be cast as a role that is essentially criticising the thing he literally did. Uh, I don't think he committed fraud. I he didn't no, okay, the character flaws that he sure. literally has. I, I'm sorry, I want to back up. I don't think Adam technically committed fraud. I don't want to accuse <laughs> yes, anyone of that. But... Yes, uh, I would like to once again state that I have not committed tax fraud. Oink! Um, uh, but yes. Um, yeah, I, I think his... I, I don't like him as a person... Uh, I don't particularly like him as an actor. I don't think he should continue to be cast in things, uh, especially where he gets to carry on doing his freaky little accents. Uh, but in these last three episodes, it's felt a lot more baked in performance. Uh, I've stopped looking at him as Jared Leto doing a real weird thing. Uh, and I've started to feel more like he is a character. 
Yeah, so he settled into it. Yeah, he settled into it a lot more, and I'm enjoying seeing him suffer. Mm. Uh, Maybe that, maybe that's all it is. In the first three episodes, I'm supposed to be along with him for the ride, and now he's getting his comeuppance, and I just am enjoying seeing that for Jared Leto. So I think that's very important. I also think, in general, I think the acting across the board is very good. You know what? I'm going to go just above. I'm going to go to three point one for one reason. There, the point one up there. Is I really like that British guy. I thought he was very good. Yeah, he was very good. good in that episode. He he's there's we discussed this. It's there's something odd about hearing a British accent surrounded by American accents uh, that it makes it sound off, but it works really well for like the snarkiness of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm popping it up to three point one. Um, just just because of that British guy. Um, Anne Hathaway's performance. Uh, previously, you gave it a four. I gave it a three point seven. Um, I definitely think along with Jared Leto, uh, Anne Hathaway has very much baked in a lot more uh, with this performance. Um, I, my, my criticisms of this are of the character rather than the performance. So looking at that uh, episode five, as I discussed, I think the plot line of what is it like to be the spouse of one of these kinds of people, mm-hmm. these mavericks these geniuses who are earning all the money what is it like to be the spouse of that i think that's a really interesting idea a really interesting angle on this kind of story that we haven't really seen before because i am fully sympathetic that yeah it probably is i don't want to say it sucks because you know you've got shit loads of money like you're hugely privileged you're extremely lucky but it i'll accept it's probably quite difficult on a personal level to work through those emotions but when you make the character so unsympathetic, mm-hmm. Rebecca Newman is such a wanker in everything. Like her whole mantra, the whole firing everyone, the insecurities. She's insufferably annoying. So it makes it more difficult to engage with that plot line that I find very interesting. But that's not Anne Hathaway's fault. And Anne Hathaway is playing this insufferable character very insufferably. Um... I, any thoughts before I uh, give my give my score? No, I mean I I, I agree with that. I, th- I think on terms of the like the finding that difficult, I think that is the aim because like she is an insufferable person. Yeah. Like at, the, at least at least the way they've written the character, I, I don't know the person in real life, but I, seemingly if she uh, was. No, fi- you know what? I'm gonna take a wild guess. I reckon Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin is indeed sure. insufferable. <laughs> but like in that set, like definitely for someone who is like f- you know, firing people for dumb and probably illegal reasons, yeah. like uh, who you know had done all of these things, like that's not a that's not what. Uh, it's not a good person. That, yeah. that, that's definitely really flawed. Um, I think we and it's someone can have trials and tribulations, and that's it's. I think the show is interested in that tension of how someone can both be insufferable but at times sympathetic despite it. And I think we are. I think you get that a lot more commonly for male characters, where like someone's a dick, but you feel kind of bad for them. Um, whereas less for female characters, wow. Are someone's so you're calling me sexist? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not calling you sexist. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, no. Because I, I think I think the tension you are feeling is the tension the show wants you to feel. Yeah. Right? Is to I think it wants you to be like you feel bad for, but how bad can you feel when she's also not only just lucky, but like rub it like. Everyone in this show, give or take, is a well, no, the majority of speaking characters in this show is either millionaire or billionaire. Yeah. Um, and therefore, there's you know a limit to our sympathies naturally. But more than that, most of them are normal people. Most of them are like fine. They do their jobs. They just want to do their jobs and make some money. Like that's no different from everyone else. Uh, and it's not bad to want to elevate the world's consciousness. But it no, is, no, I I think but, it is. But to be, <laughs> to be really humorless about. It. How wanky that sounds. Sure, and to not and to not uh, to 
to as I think people say repeatedly in the show, basically to add nothing of value, but to expect praise and credit for adding nothing, is is like is annoying. Yeah, and is is bad. So for me, I I I. What are you, you going to get the score? Sorry. I so uh, I'm I'm gonna be a wanker uh, and actually go into some real uh, analysis of something I actually dislike about her acting performance, mm. um, which I uh, discussed with you. Um, Anne Hathaway seems to have made the decision that uh, Rebecca Newman's voice is a lot lower register than hers. So, but uh, she seems to forget that she has made that decision multiple times. So there will be some scenes where she is speaking in a very low register down here, the top, uh, the bottom of her voice. And then in other scenes, she's just speaking on the same uh, slightly higher pitch that Anne Hathaway has. Uh, and I really tried to give her credit and I tried to watch and see, OK, is this a specific Choice, decision? Yeah. Is it she's only in the lower register at certain times when she's trying to do certain things? Like, is it only when she's in the boardroom and trying to feel more important? No, no, she just forgets. Um, so unfortunately, Anne Hathaway, I am going to actually have to uh, criticise you because you suck. I'm a better actor than you. <laughs> but uh, other than that small uh, criticism, I think she's really, really good. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.2. That's good. Um, Yeah, I think I also pretty went up from the last episode, like... I, has it gone up enough to go from a four to a five? Yeah, I, I think this has become a like Anne Hathaway performance. Which, if you're only watching a few of her performances, like I think the show does show an interesting type of range. The stuff about the like the stuff she just plays around with, which I like a lot about how she's this character who like doesn't know how to see herself independent of men. Yeah, that, like she both views herself as independent, but like in reality, in her life, like she is relied upon. Her dad, like her brother, killed. Uh, her brother didn't kill himself. Sorry, her brother died of cancer. Like that left a like loss in her life. She like relied upon her dad for money in lots of places, and she like her dad always. Not, this is not to criticize her. Her dad always put himself in a position where like he defined himself to her as I am a provider. Whatever you want to do, you can do it, but you can do it with my help. Yeah, and she, you know, as a child, you know, engaged in that process. Not engaged in that process, but like you know, had to had to be in that role. And then this man comes into her life and is like, "I can support you too through my help. Like I, I'm going to be the key to your dreams." And because she's never had to like fall on her feet and do stuff independently, is unsatisfied. And I think Anne Hathaway captures a lot of that stuff really well, mm. where she can both be like, it's it's tough to be like sympathetic and also awful at the same time. Yeah, and especially in this way, which is like this could be very easily be. E- very stereotypes um and it's it is it, it, it is tropey but it is in a way where like it feels real so I'd, i would give her a five i, I think i think performance is really good in this i think this is one of the more interesting and i guess maybe just more time with the character mm. which she doesn't normally get so uh, that is the first five either of us have given since all the way back in colossal um which i think was very deserved uh it joins also les mis and, and the Oscars ceremony. <laughs> um, uh, Rachel getting married. Uh, and Interstellar, as you say. Those are all your fives you've given. I think Colossal is the only five I've given her. Uh, what She's a, great in what Colossal. A, she is very good in Colossal. I gave her a four. Wait, no, you gave her five. You must have given her five in Lame Oh, I gave her five in Lame And Dark Knight Rises, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as did I. Which, um, uh, oh, yeah, wait, I missed that one. Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I, guess, I guess we just... Dis- <laughs> Oh, barely in that movie. <laughs> um, um, I'll, I'll be inter- I have not yet seen the the new The Batman, um, but I'll be interested to see whether just seeing any other Catwoman um, just makes me realise. Oh, maybe I, 
Maybe I just thought Anne Hathaway was very hot in this, which, to be fair, I would define as a key characteristic of Catwoman's uh, character. And yeah, so if you can them. nail it, then uh, then you deserve a five, apparently, according to us. Um, uh, on to America's Sweetheartometer. Um, how much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this? You gave her a three last time, apparently. I gave her a 0. 0.5. Why did you give her a three? Capitalism? Uh, yeah, because you know what? America loves millionaires. Jamie, do you know what America loves more than millionaires? Billionaires. Billionaires. That's right. Give her a five. A right? five. America loves the rich. That's what I understand about America. Um, I would say, um, you know what? America uh, hates more. Uh, workplace malpractice. <laughs> and so I'm going to go for, even lower, a 0.3. America cannot stand by her tyrannical ways, firing people for eating for eating chicken. One of the greatest American uh, pastimes. America doesn't love vegans, um, so... Uh, so we will obviously uh, make our final decision on whether we are stashing away this show um, at the end of next episode when we have reviewed the entire series. Uh, so when we don't stash something away, Alexander, we must, of course, uh, present something else to uh, elevate the world's consciousness this week. Uh, so what are you going to present to elevate the world's consciousness this week? Uh, we didn't do it last time. We're going to do it this time. Elden Ring. That's yeah, right. Yeah, baby. Okay, guys. Once upon a time, there was a big old ring that someone had. I assume it wasn't like I, a halo I, ring. It was like a physical ring they was wore. Was it big or was it just old? <laughs> I think it might... Oh, isn't it? It is the Elden <laughs> it's, Ring. Yeah, it's not the big Elden Ring. I assume ring. it's like the Lord of the Rings ring and a bit of it broke. But then yeah, but the Lord of the Rings ring is still a pretty small ring, man. But it can get bigger because bigger fingers, remember? It gets smaller to Frodo's finger but then bigger for Sauron's finger. Does it? Yeah. It size. Don't, how would it fit a Hobbit and Sauron at the same time? Use your head. Uh, don't... <laughs> This, hobbits aren't a real race, but it sounds like what I'm about to say is racist. But don't hobbits have stubby little fingers? <laughs> isn't, yes. isn't that like the famous I, thing? You have small stubby. Yes, you're right. So why would it? <laughs> sounds like seven foot tall. Oh right, maybe he's got dainty little, dainty little hands. Um, um, right, moving on past my my hobbitism. Um, uh, Elden Ring, old ring, big ring, whatever it is, it's a great ring. <laughs> Small ring, dick ring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's a it's a very fun time. <laughs> you put the Lord of the Rings ring round your cock. <laughs> when it gets smaller for me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm really sick of myself there, thinking of a second punchline to my own joke mid joke. <laughs> It's not uh, your own joke. I made the different <laughs> joke. Um, right, so uh, yes, uh, no, it's a very fun time. Um, it is surprisingly accessible. Uh, I think if you are like have ever played a From Self game, which is notoriously hard, Ellen Ring not actually that hard. In that, mm. if you ever stuck, just go off and hit someone for two hours, and then yeah. come back and you can beat um, everyone. I would like to put my uh, leftist cap on and uh, say that I don't like to use the word accessible. I'd like to say approachable because I actually think it is not very accessible at all for people with uh, any uh, disabilities. It is. Uh, I know for I basically have seen some accessibility reviews. It is definitely more accessible than for other ones, and I think Good. the ability to leave most fights uh, at choice means that unlike in the previous Microsoft games where they were purely like they're largely linear in terms of you had to be this guy and this guy yeah. and this guy. Um, the ability to go off and over level does make it more Fair accessible enough. for some people. So it is definitely more approachable, but there are there are still a lot of accessibility features which are needed, but on a game design level, it 
is more accessible than previous games. Good. That's good to hear. I agree. I, I don't... I, uh, other than being colorblind, uh, that's my own accessibility issue. Which, you know what? It's actually wild how oh. regularly that comes up as an issue in yeah. video games for me. Uh, and as someone who did not know he was colorblind until about a year ago, just famously thought I was just shit with colors. Um, I, I, up until a year ago, just thought I was shit with colors. Then took one of those colorblind tests and was like, you can see a three in that? What the fuck's going on? Uh, but yeah, no, it comes up in video games way more often than you think um, uh, as an issue. Uh, yes, Elden Ring, very good. What I'm going to present uh, is uh, uh, something that has uh, recently become near and dear to my heart, and it is a, a shame that it has not been near and dear to my heart uh, previously. <laughs> but it's for you. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, it'd be even weird I said up until recently, not close to my heart. No, well, physically. Uh, yeah, physically now you're much, uh, much closer. Um, I'm also just delaying, Al, because, you know... When we stop recording, you're going to leave. So the longer I hold this, the, the I'm holding you captive. Don't you have um, children you need to teach after this? Nah, that's a while from now. Um, anyway, um, no, the thing that has more recently become near and dear to my heart and should have been near and dear to my heart uh, uh, earlier than this is my local football team, oh. Dulwich Hamlet. Uh, we went to a match yesterday. Uh, I've gone to a couple of matches now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm saying support local businesses but sports specifically i guess it's kind of dickish to be like you have the most important issue we have now is dulwich hamlet is not getting enough people but supporting local uh, sports is very important considering uh how commercialized uh professional sports has become and how it is eating up um more and more of that space and it's much nicer to go down and be able to have some pints in the stands and uh, see kids running around because they've been able to get in for a fiver rather than if you wanted to take them to a professional Premier League match, it would cost you like 50 quid. Um, so yeah, go support Dulwich Hamlet specifically, uh, but uh, especially because they haven't won in nine games. <laughs> so they clearly need uh, a little bit of a boost. Uh, but go and support your local sports team if you like sports. And if you don't like sports, also go support your local sports team, you baby. It's amazing. Um, and with that, Alexander, that is us for today. Obviously, you can, I guess, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> We've released like one episode every few months now. Don't think it's particularly important. But, you know, tell tell your friends that we've released a couple of episodes. If they've heard about Wheatgrass, they've been watching it, they've been looking for people to talk about it with, and you keep going, I don't want to. It sucks. I don't want to watch that TV show. Send them our way. Yeah. We'll 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 have that conversation yeah. for them. We deliberately we'll ruin <laughs> yeah, the entire show. For them, yeah, we'll ruin we? the entire show for them. Um, but you know, we we deliberately <laughs> don't know if you've ever noticed leave gaps for people to respond to us uh, to make it feel like they're having a conversation with us. Uh, Alexander, what else can they do between now and uh, probably a few weeks when we release our final episode? Uh, guys, look, Jamie may have undersold us there. All right, we are the Beyonce of podcasts. We release selective tactical nuclear drops of podcasts when you. The audience most need them and when Anne Hathaway releases her own content. Uh, so you can go or out Tom and Hanks. spread Should the word. Surely Tom, Tom Hanks has a, a new uh, movie coming I, out soon. I believe he has the new uh, Parker. He has the new Elvis movie coming out soon, I believe. Uh, and he also has, he's got a few movies coming out this year. He's got Pinocchio, doesn't he? Uh, um, producer, actor, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. What you got coming for Pinocchio. us this year? Uh, what the fuck is, oh, we missed something. Oh, we missed something. He was in the TV show called 1883. Follows the Dutton family on a journey west through the That Great is fairly Plains. recently. This is 2021, but I think it's 2020. But we, we, we I didn't realize he was in it, to be fair. Um, apparently so. He is in episode Behind Us a Cliff. When did that? Yeah, the second last episode. And it's got nine on IMDb. 
Now, Al, are we going to review this one oh. episode without watching any of the other episodes Ooh. and have no clue what is going on? Very tempted. I know this is the spin-off to Yellowstone, I believe. Ooh. Uh, which I, notoriously, uh, you know when Sam uh, Elliott was like, uh, uh, I've been talking like, the dog is too gay. Um, it, it, I, I did it's not. Just, it's historically inaccurate. Uh, well, one, he claimed that uh, the Power of the Dog was historically inaccurate, which is kind of funny because... Uh, you know, I don't need my lessons to be historically accurate. Uh, and two, uh, as people pointed out, uh, the show he was currently on uh, makes literally no sense. Histori- uh, historically speaking, it's completely accurate too. So there's no point. Um, uh, so, uh, no, not 19... Pinocchio... No, the new Pinocchio. I don't want to know when the old Pinocchio came out. Uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, so, Pinocchio coming out in September. Elvis coming out on the 24th of June. We could do another in-person uh, episode when I'm up in uh, Canada. Although I don't good. know if your microphone allows two people to speak into it. You'll just have to bring yours. I'll, yeah, that. Oh, great. You fucking. T- <laughs> lugging it around. Lugging my blue Yeti across the fucking transatlantic. We'll figure it out. Um, but yes, yeah, so a couple of Tom Hanks things. Uh, Alexander, are we going to review this Tom Hanks episode? We must decide live on air. Uh, yeah, I think we can we're definitely review this. Oh, there's actually episode two. So it's only the second oh, it's, episode. Oh, it, ah, this is in reverse. Okay, that's that's nicer. Yeah, maybe we maybe we do watch episode one as well then. Sorry, just just want to stop you there. You say it's uh, in reverse. It is the second from the top. Uh, yes, no. So I thought it was basically doing it um, by like by, like most recent, right, like right. the most recent one. Um, but yeah, no, we should. Uh, that I feel like there we should probably therefore watch the first, the first one. Um, so keep an eye out for that whenever we fucking decide to do it. Um, but in a few weeks' time, of course, we will be reviewing um, uh, the last few episodes of We Crashed. Um, Al, and any anything to add before we uh, sadly depart? Uh, guys, uh, got some hot to- st- uh, sorry, I got some hot stock tips. Uh, yesterday at the football game, what I learned was uh, invest in wave pools and invest in <laughs> coffee creamer. All right, remember, line goes up. If anyone wants to buy some Bitcoin off me, I got it for a very reasonable rate. <laughs> very funny about you didn't get it for cheap you just got it for a very reasonable price (laughs) oh dear so from me jamie and my co-host al that's one more ep in the bank we're never gonna go broke baby (laughs) blank spank